Hello. Hello. We're back. We are, we are back. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Back again. <laughs> I love, I'm singing Hamilton. You're singing what? Um, uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Soon you'll see. <laughs> Human design. Uh-huh, yes. Um <laughs> Welcome. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yes, welcome, guys. We're so happy to have you back. Both of you, we're very excited. Um, for those of you just joining, we have Sabrina and Brittany back on the podcast today. Sabrina and Brittany. Yay. So we've actually had Sabrina and Brittany on the podcast separately, but never together. So mm-hmm. uh, now we're we're really just diving into my entire clan. All of the people who are blood related to me <laughs> are coming on in droves in different ways, all putting us together. And so this is the continuation of that magic. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, now we're then we're gonna get second cousins of the Mason oh clan God. and like cousins overseas and family all over the world. We're gonna get like 20th cousin three times removed. It's, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh, let's get to the meat of the potatoes. The meat and of the potatoes. the potatoes, yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human, Human Design, Design in Real Time. Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care, and as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. As we mentioned earlier, uh, we have Sabrina and Brittany to talk about their relationship and their experience connecting with their past lives and how that relates to human design. Uh, so we're this is going to be a very exciting, very interesting new podcast episode that we were doing today. I'm very looking forward to diving into this with you guys. Uh, at, just to remind you all, um, Brittany is a 2 4 sacral generator and sabrina is a four six sacral manifesting generator welcome back to the podcast guys for anyone who doesn't remember the specifics here sabrina is our producer and my sister and Brittany is mine and sabrina's niece and a an amazing dog trainer and we had her on or animal trainer in general we had her on a few episodes back if you want to hear about human design in relation to animals um, and we've actually had Sabrina on talking with my other sister and with her significant other, Niles. So we're excited to have you both back on today. Well, let's dive right in. Tell us about your relationship, how you're related to each other, how you guys are connected to each other, uh, emotionally, spiritually, all of the things. Oh, do you want to start? <laughs> I was born first, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're the same age. Um, so we grew up together. I, I mean, I didn't live close to her for like the first couple years of my life, but of course I still lived in New York. So we saw each other often. Um, and then I think I was three when we moved next door to each other. Um, so we spent like about three years living very close. Um, and of course came to visit after that yearly, um, but we've always been very close um and i mean that comes with being the exact same age and growing up next door to each other but yeah it was kind of like kind of like i had a twin sister um we would hang out like pretty much every day at school after school played with lots of animals animal toys i mean (laughs) and with and with actual all of the above yeah yeah and for clarity can you guys just explain how you're related my sister is Brittany's mother. Her eldest sister. Yes. yes. Actually, we had Jen yeah. on the podcast. 
a little while yes. ago. We she was the manifester that we had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That is Brittany's mother. Yes. <laughs> she birthed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 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 So Brittany and I have kind of been more like sisters than me and Jen have been sisters almost. It's kind of like Jen is kind of more like an aunt to me, whereas even though I'm Brittany's aunt. <laughs> my mom was 18 when kayla was born so that makes it make more sense yeah yeah so she's 27 years older than me yeah yeah there's a big gap there yeah yeah and i i remember the story behind you guys being born three months apart was so funny because uh our mother, mine and Sabrina's mother, had been trying to get pregnant for years and had finally just been like, okay, whatever. I guess we're just going to have two. It was just myself and Marley at the time. Um, and then Jen got pregnant and she was like, okay, here, take all my baby stuff. Gave all the baby stuff to Jen was like, here, you're going to have a baby now. And then we all got an aer- on, on an airplane and she threw up on the airplane. (laughs) And my mother never throws up. That is not a thing that she does. And she was like, oh, God. And she was pregnant with Sabrina. And so she had just given all of her baby stuff away. And now all of a sudden, baby was coming. So the fact that these two were born so close to each other, imagine being pregnant with your mother. (laughs) Like at the same time. Yeah. Also, the crazy part was that my mom, you know, she had about four or five miscarriages before getting pregnant with me. So it was like she really had given up. I mean, she was she was 45 when she had me. She was she yeah. didn't think it was going to happen. So it's almost neither of our moms were looking to have right. children. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that always how it is? It's when you're not trying. Yeah. <laughs> is when the, the the baby shows up. It's like, oh, surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you finally stop trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, it felt like it was very meant to be that we were born at very similar times, like brought into this world for each other. Yeah. yeah. And that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful thought. Yeah. Just in itself that you were meant to be born for each other, to be there for each yeah. other, which yeah. is an Excellent segue into my next question. Can you tell us about the experience connecting with your past lives? That's all you. (laughs) (laughs) That was your experience. (laughs) Well, it's pretty, I mean, kind of crazy experience. I mean, we were, Kayla, we all kind of were into Ouija boards for a while. And I remember we were talking to... Well, actually, okay, before I get into that, I had an experience at a place, (laughs) at a camp, (laughs) I'll say, uh, where there were like snakes. And in order to get rid of the snakes, they had some of the people there kill the snake. And I remember I had this horrible like experience with like sort of like flashbacks and like not being present and I started having like a panic attack because I was hearing this happening to the snake and it sort of brought me back to this weird flashback of like being a slave or something and being like harmed in some way and and um and then something to this sounds really weird, but something to do with like, and Brittany's spirit was there with me. And it was like, either I was watching her or she was watching me. And it was like, I felt like I was being told that I was here to like, that we were brought here to be there for each other and to look out for each other because we couldn't back then Mm. in that time. So I remember when you were telling me about it, it was, it was almost like you just were like, this is something that I was seeing. And I was like, this sounds a lot like a past life. And I remember that that really resonated with you Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And that was before we even spoke with the Ouija board or anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, because it really felt like it was a memory. And I told you about it and yeah 
because it was such a clear image in my head and it still is. It's very strange. Mm. And I was pretty young at the time when that happened, maybe like 11 or 12. It was like 15 years ago. <laughs> wow. What prompted you to dive into this a little bit further? Did anything prompt you to dive into this or did you just leave it and it came it came back to you like this vision or this um, idea that you could see a, a past life? That was when we were messing around with the, the Ouija board at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And I, yeah. we were talking to our great, well, my great grandfather, but their grandfather. Right. Um, and we asked if anybody in the room had known each other in a past life. Um, and my mom was certain that we had, me and her had known each other in a past life. She was like, absolutely, that has, has to be the truth. And the only one that came up was me and Sabrina. Mm -hmm. um, and I just had a feeling at that moment. And I was like, was I the other slave that was there? And he was just like, yes, immediate yes. And I was like, and that was, I mean, just... Like, yeah, that was definitely what was happening. Mm -hmm. What a crazy experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting like, I'm getting chills the whole time I'm talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And that was when, uh. also, at the time, we had gotten interrupted by a spirit that claimed to be an enlightened soul uh -huh. that basically said, I wasn't supposed to know about this mm. in the first place. Only Sabrina was supposed to know. Oh, I don't oh. remember that. I don't remember that either. I remember that because wow. I remember being annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why can't I, I know? I want to know. <laughs> I, just, I don't have a good relationship with these spirits that can't claim to be enlightened souls in the first place. Mm. But um, yeah. So and this just cemented it for yeah. me. <laughs> it's just like, there is a story behind yeah. that, and I want to know, but we'll come back to that later. <laughs> So what did you take from that experience and what is the image that was very clear for you? Like, can you talk a little bit about what that past life, how it formulated more so now that like once all of these things came to light and how that affected the way that you continued into this relationship? I feel like we had very different things from that. I'm really interested to hear what Sabrina has to say. I guess for me, it like solidified our connection further and my feelings and kind of confirmed how like I always felt around Brittany where it was like I kind of whenever she wasn't there I kind of felt like a part of me was missing and it was like weird to have that connection with somebody that you're related to where it was like because sometimes a lot of times you feel that with like a lover or somebody that you know you have a love connection with I guess and so when you know, when I was younger and I had that feeling about Brittany, it was like weird to me. Like I didn't feel like it, it should be normal, but it kind of helped confirm like, no, this this is normal because, you know, I shouldn't say normal, but just like aligned. Expected. It confirmed. Yeah. And it confirmed my feelings were not weird, but I, I don't know. I don't think I'm explaining this well, but um I think you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it affirmed my feelings as a way that I should feel and can feel. And it wasn't weird anymore that I had this connection with Brittany. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times we do kind of create these, like a relationship is supposed to be a certain way, you know? And right. when we give ourselves permission to allow what is to be, and a lot of times that can come from an experience like this. Brittany, recently we talked about being soulmates. And I got to thinking about that for a while because with like my relationships with men, I've never felt like, oh, this person is my soulmate. Even with my boyfriend now, he, I, I can't say that he's my soulmate. But we are very connected and I do feel whole with him. But for some reason, like, I've never felt that way with anybody but Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, a soulmate has to be a romantic 
partner. Like right. I think people hear the word mate and they think, oh, yeah. like that's a romantic partner. But mate can be like, I mean, we use it in ships, like a first yeah. mate. Like that's not, it's a person that you're close to. And I don't think that, I think we might have shared a few past lives. We only know one, but, mm-hmm. um, and I think you're the only one in this life that I know. Mm-hmm. Because I can't, I can't say that I felt that connection with anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Brittany, what did that experience bring up for you? I want to hear, you know, more about like how you interpreted all of that. So I've always, the way that's what Sabrina's describing, I never had a problem with, I've never like, cause I, I already have a hard time defining relationships. So I just let them be what they are. Um, and so I've always thought about us as yin and yang, like, I always think of Sabrina as the sun and I'm the moon because that's just how it feels. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So this honestly, more than anything, it just made me angry because I felt like Sabrina felt like she needed to come into this life because she owed me something. Mm. And I didn't feel like she owed me anything. Mm. I felt like, um, what happened was out of her hands even if she feels like i am sure in that life and now you feel responsible for that situation but there was physically nothing that you could have done to change it and so i don't feel like this should be in your hands to like make it up to me for doing that just like if you did something in this life that was completely out of your hands i would never hold that to you Right. Even if I got upset about it, I wouldn't blame you for it. Yeah. So, yeah, more than anything, it just kind of made me angry that that was, like, the reason you came to this life. And it almost made it made sense why I came first and why there was a three-month difference to, for me. Because I was like, I'm just going to go. And you were like, hold on a second. <laughs> we're supposed to go together. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm ready. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Oh. Wow. I wonder, I wonder if you did some like inter-soul healing just now talking about that, yeah. right? Like with the past lives, maybe there yeah. was some I, healing there. I'm curious, yeah. Sabrina, how – how do you feel in response to that? Is that something that Brittany has said to you before? Or is this something that you're just hearing? No, this is something I'm just hearing. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that. And I think I wasn't just brought here to make it up to you, but also just to love you and be there for you in any way that you need or want and yeah but that's I never knew that's how you felt (laughs) (laughs) but I don't I don't feel like I I don't feel that way anymore that I like need to make it up to you I feel more like I'm here you know to be with you to be in your presence to love you and to just you know be who we are together now you know i think that's a better reason to be here yeah i'm I'm all about the experiences so if you're here to experience this life with me that's that's much better in my opinion yeah yeah definitely yeah i feel like one of the things that uh because when we talk about a soul entering a, a body and we talk about human design the moment that a soul enters a body changes what design they're entering into. So they uh, the idea is that your soul chooses your design. Your soul chooses what design you're going to have when it jumps into the body. And so I feel like the idea of choosing to jump in is just the beginning. And so if the choice was, I need to jump in to go protect her, to go save her, to go whatever you guys were given this life to heal that wound. And it sounds like you've been doing a lot of that. Like, it sounds like if at this point you're no longer feeling that way, Sabrina, that, you know, that is growth 
and being able to watch yourself grow throughout a lifetime is something that is such a beautiful thing to get to experience and kind of be in awe of. This concept that we have the ability to grow and change inside a relationship like that, you know? We kind of have to. <laughs> right? We've, yeah. we've been attached since birth, so if we didn't, we would never change. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that, I really want to kind of highlight, so this is something that we haven't talked too much about on the podcast, but in human design, there are two different times that we utilize to create the chart. So one time that we utilize is your birth time. So where the cosmos were at the moment you were actually born. And the other one is three months before you were born, which is the moment when your soul entered your body. So if we are looking at the fact that, Sabrina, you were born three months after Brittany, the moment that Brittany was born the moment Brittany came into this world, it was like your soul was like, okay, I I'm, I found the body that I want to jump into. It, it needs to be the one that's next to Brittany. <laughs> so I, I love it when human design is like, yes, this makes sense. And I feel like this is one of those moments where, yes, we are already talking about Sabrina's soul having followed you into the world. So the idea that she watched you be born and then like a few days later was like, okay, jumping in here. I just, I love that concept. Um, and one thing that's really funny is actually Sabrina jumped into a body, her human design that has the channel of the alpha which is a intense leadership channel. It's a powerful channel. It's a channel of a leader. So this idea that she may even have like waited until just the right moment so that she could come into this life with a little more power than maybe she had in that last life. I also feel like that's a very interesting idea. I'm curious how that all feels. <laughs> wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> that's... That's so cool. Right. So you're saying that your your soul comes into you three months before you're born. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's very telling. Yeah. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're talking about the idea of these past lives, these past souls coming into the the bodies that they came into, um, Sabrina, you you did it does seem like you chased Brittany here, said, Oh, you found your person. Hang on, let me find somebody who's going to be around you. Yeah. And be close to you. Which is such a crazy thing to think. Brittany, how does that sit for you? It just sounds right. I it's just I don't know. I feel like this life is the most authentic version of me that has ever existed. Yeah, me too. On Earth. Mm. Yes. I agree. I feel the same way. It's an interesting. It's interesting that you feel the same way. Yeah, I, like I've always felt like this might not be my last life, but this has definitely been the most well-rounded, successful life so far. I honestly feel like that is a big part of our evolution in humanity right now. I think that a lot of us are leaning into that in this current space and there is this there is this feeling of awakening that's kind of becoming possible now because in previous times survival of humans was much more it, the actual survival of the animal homo sapien it was more in question your survival was more in question whereas now at least in a lot of parts of the world and a lot of humans on the planet, we're being able to move past survival. We're being able to move past what do I need in order to eat, to have a roof over my head? And what can I connect to? Who, what concepts, what divine concept can I connect to? And it's changing the way that we interact with ourselves and with others and with the earth in general. And so I I very much feel like we are all kind of like getting closer and closer to that 
that deep authenticity of self. And I think it's very interesting getting to talk to a couple people who have seen into what a past life did look like and how deeply rooted in survival that was and how now you're in a very different place and moving into a more authentic space. Well, Kayla, can you talk about their designs um, a little deeper and, you know, what in there shows that they connect on a deeper level than just like the average couple friend group? Yes. Um, Soulmates. Soulmates. Exactly. Um, yeah. So if we look at your designs, there are, there are so many things in here that I find to just be absolutely, uh, absolutely in line with everything we're talking about. Um, one of the first things is that you guys literally create four different centers together. So there are four centers that both of you have undefined. And when you are together, you define those centers. So the energy that you guys feel when you're together is completely different than the energy that you feel when you are apart. So Sabrina, when you're on your own, you are a manifesting generator. You have a lot of, uh, you have that kind of leadership kind of energy. You're someone who can, who has a deep sense of identity um, and who feels very grounded as well. Brittany, you are someone who feels very grounded in yourself. You are very uh, connected to your primal instincts. We've discussed in the last episode that you were on that you're very connected to the animal kingdom and you share a definition in your spleen, sacral, and uh, root centers. So you both understand that kind of primal instinct of each other. Um, And you even share a channel that connects your spleen to your root. So you both have what's called the channel of judgment or improvement. And it's this channel that really connects your survival instinct with your connection to the earth and allows you to understand what things need to be improved in order to create a better world, in order to create a better situation. So you guys actually share a lot of things within your charts, especially having only been born three months apart. There are a lot of uh, planets that were in the same place at those times. But you then create a defined crown, defined mind, defined will center, and defined emotions that neither of you experience on your own. So all of those centers are more fluid when you're by yourself. And when you're Mm -hmm. together, you define all of those spaces. So you're creating a totally different energy. And I think this is so unique because not only do you guys have similar designs, so you understand each other on a deep, deep level, but you create a totally new energy together. So when you're together, you're very different than you are apart. Is this something that you feel like you guys have noticed in your relationship? And how has that shown up for you? I don't I mean, I feel like I'm definitely the same in the relationship, but I feel like it's when we tackle things together mm-hmm. that we see that kind of difference. Mm-hmm. Like when we planned our Europe trip, I feel like that was a big, like, you were like, I could never have done all this myself. I'm like, thank you for doing this. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have done this by myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just felt like that. I mean, that when we, those kind of things, when we tackle those, like, speaking to other people together. Um, I just feel like we utilize each other's strengths and we know when to defer to the other person when uh, in certain situations, like we just, we, we know each other enough that we can just be like, okay, I know I'm not good at this. Can you give me some insight or can you do this? Um, and I think we're very good at doing that without having to discuss it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And another thing that's cool about the way that you guys create that energy. So you uh, create that defined mind, that defined crown, and those defined emotions 
through the same kind of channel. So I've talked about on the podcast a few times how there are three different levels of circuitry. There's individual circuitry, which is all about the individual. There's tribal circuitry, which is about the tribe or uh, the um, like the family concept. And then there's collective circuitry, which is about humanity at large. It's about the entirety of humans. So as individuals, you both have collective logic energy in your charts, meaning that it's about humanity from a perspective of logic. It's this idea of the scientific method becomes a human. So you are going through hypothesis, you're going through judgment, you're going through making sure that you have the skills required. You are very, your understanding of logic is very innate, and both of you have that in your charts. However, when you come together, the channels that you create that neither of you have on your own are all collective sensing channels, which is the exact opposite of logic. So logic is the left brain. Logic is that kind of like A plus B equals C understanding. The sensing side is also a collective energy. So it's about humanity at large, but it's about the way that things feel. It's the right-brained. It's the holistic concept, the creative side. So you guys create three different collective sensing channels together. One of them is the channel of abstraction, which helps you to see things in a totally different way, changes the perspective. One of them is the channel of curiosity, which helps you guys to allow curiosity to create a framework instead of relying on logic. And the other one is uh, transitoriness or the threshold. And this is the energy of change. And this is the connection between throat energy, between expression and emotion as in transformation and change. So when you guys are together, you create this kind of overarching, seeing outside the box kind of energy that you don't really get to utilize when you're on your own. And one of the other channels that you create is the channel of initiation, which is a channel that allows you to kind of be initiated into things without having to receive an impetus, which is something that most of us do not get to experience, um, especially if we are not manifestors. Manifestors are here to initiate. So, and nobody here is a manifester. <laughs> we all have to respond to stuff here. Um, so having that channel of initiation when the two of you are together gives you more of that power to feel something come in and initiate on it because you get almost a divine message that it's time to do this thing. So do you feel when you are together that you do experience one, that kind of like divine intervention, but also this concept of being able to see things from a totally different perspective and a very outside the box way of thinking? I'm trying to think of an example. Um, so outside the box thinking and initiative. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Kind of being initiated by the universe and also outside the box thinking and how those things have worked together for you. No. <laughs> um, I think what's so interesting about this is that as individuals, because you guys are so are more logic based, I think the logical concept of having a question and answering the question makes so much more sense to you as individuals. But I have a lot of collective energy, and I think being around the two of you, I'm asking you these questions that are being brought out in your collective together energy <laughs> that are these like big overarching perspective questions. So I apologize if this is throwing <laughs> your energies. <laughs> no, it, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of like a situation where that happened. But it just, from your description, it sounds like we should start a religion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I mean, go for it. Right? Right? Um, Let, let's hear a little bit about the trip that you guys went on. Because you guys went to Europe and spent two months together in Europe. And you had to plan that trip. Mm -hmm. You spent a good amount of, I mean, you spent months planning that trip. 
figuring out exactly what you wanted to do, being in constant communication and allowing that to kind of fuel that portion of your lives. Um, and this was pre-COVID. This was 2019, right? Right, right before COVID. Right before, COVID yeah. started when we got back. Yeah. yeah. Oof. It was good yeah, timing. Right. timing. <laughs> we might have started it. Yeah. <laughs> The last place we were in was Venice, Italy. Yeah, and that's where it's. They said that it started right around the time that we were there. So yeah, and somebody stole our water bottle while we were there. It's disgusting. Yeah, (laughs) that is pretty disgusting. Did you guys bring COVID to America? (laughs) What? No, no. The likelihood is very, very small. And they said that I would be very sick with the first vaccine if I did have COVID, and it didn't bother me. Yeah, it didn't. Ah. It's just a joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I actually don't remember planning the trip very much. I remember when I was like, when I first started planning the trip, and we were in New York together. Yeah. I remember when you were like, I don't remember if you asked me before I went to New York or when I was there to come visit you while you were there. Um, but at some point I just did the math and I was like, I can save up enough money to go with you the whole time. I just, that, cause the second you asked me, I was like, I have to go the whole time she's there. <laughs> I have to be in Europe. That was like an overarching like feeling for me is I had to go. Um, so when you said yes, I was like, oh, great. Now I have to plan everything because I have to know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> but also we have to have breaks. <laughs> so I and I I purposely left time to explore. And I feel like that time that mm-hmm. I left for that was the best part of the trip. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I was just remembering we started planning right after we went. We all went to Cuba and I stayed in Florida and that was right when I got mono. So that whole time we were planning, I had mono. And I don't remember a lot of it. Oh no. <laughs> and that's why I wow. that's why I said to you, I was like, I could not have done this without you. You know, because I literally had mono and I feel like you did a lot of the planning and I was just sick in bed oh. <laughs> for a lot of that time of oh. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember like all the spreadsheets I made yes. and how annoyed I was getting at money, but you did a great <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had so much stuff saved to my uh, Gmail account. I just deleted recently. I was like, why do I still have <laughs> Oh, really? I still have them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't deleted it. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like a lot of the just stupid little things that we did when we were exploring was like the parts that I remember the most. And like, I feel like that stood out the most for for us because we were both, I feel like we're both very like curious people and we'd have to explore every little nook and cranny of something. Yeah. I mean, I I, I climbed on a rock wall, which I don't think I would have done by myself. (laughs) Yeah, that was cool. I had a I had a berry from a wild bush that I wouldn't have done if Brittany didn't tell me <laughs> that I could eat it. <laughs> but I ended up being disastrous. <laughs> Only because the spikes like pricked me in the hand and gave me hives. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, I think right after that too we got lost yes. in the city. <laughs> We got lost so many times. We walked so many miles every time we went out. Oh man. That one was the most though. I think we yeah. got we got to a stadium and I was like, we went the wrong way. <laughs> oh, oh man. I, I love this because what what you've just told me is that you tried like you planned out a lot of things. Logic. <laughs> your logic minds were like, we need to plan and we will plan. But you knew you wanted time separate, so you gave yourself those in-between times. And the in-between times were when your collective energy, were when your sensing energy actually got to play. 
And you were like, oh, we get to be curious together. Oh, we get to be totally abstract together. And like, just kind of (laughs) diving into whatever came to you in the moment. And that I feel like is what's so special about your designs, because you understand each other very well. But when you create that much energy together, and it's different from any energy that you create, like, that's so much fun. It's like you're getting to swim in this new energy with this other person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We just did, we were, we'd walk around and be like, oh, what if we just did this right now? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't just one of us like throwing that at, like, I'm going to do this now. It was both of us just being like, I'm going to do this completely random thing that I probably wouldn't have done by myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was so much fun to just like, let's do this and let's do that. And yeah. And nobody there to tell us, no, you shouldn't do that because of yada, yada, yada. I was like, no, we can just <laughs> do whatever we want. <laughs> yes. And explore it and have fun with it. And let the chaos energy flow. Ah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> mm. I love that. Yeah. Love that chaos. Energy. I feel like that's exactly what this is. It's an embracing the chaos energy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, how how did this trip influence your relationship in any way? Like, did, you know, being able to go on this trip and, and connecting in that way, did that open your eyes a little bit more to, like, the connection that you had? Or, like, did you take any um, experiences back from the trip and, and say, okay, well, we need to explore more together and do more things together because this energy that we create is so um, fun and interesting and exploratory? I think we actually highlighted a lot of the problems that a relationship had, especially the first, mm-hmm. the first few weeks. Okay. Yeah. We got into so many arguments mm-hmm. and I think it was, well, one, I didn't even know I had autism at the time. So we didn't know our communication styles were completely different. And so we were getting into these arguments because I was like, I don't understand why you're upset by this. And she was like, I don't understand why you don't understand why I'm upset. And yeah, and it was like, we had to really sit down. I think it was like week two, we sat on a bus and we're like, yeah. I think we were going from, it wasn't even week two. It was like week one when we we're going from Ireland to Northern Ireland. We had that long bus ride, Yeah, I think. And we finally just were like, let's talk about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why you're upset. (laughs) I need you to explain to me what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. And then I think that helped a lot. Um, But I definitely think even now, like I, I want to travel more with you. I I mean, I want to travel more in general, but I feel like it was just a lot more fun with you. Yeah. 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 I feel like we communicate a lot better now than we did. And, Mm. um, and I don't like, I can't replicate that energy with anybody else. Like even when we do stuff here, like, in you know domestic united states i feel like that i just crave that chaos energy it just Mm -hmm. i want to explore and um and experience things i think that's why 
I like living so much is I like to experience things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do these, like these crazy things. And when I'm with other people, they're like, what are you talking about? Why do you want to do that? Like, this is, this is too chaotic. You need, like, you're going to get hurt, whatever. I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm an adult. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice when that another person shares the energy of, I know I'm not going to die. I can do this. So don't tell me not to. (laughs) And I can say when I travel, people don't like the things that I end up, the situations I end up in. It just, they're very, I just wanted to cruise with my, with my job. And I, I had a miserable time. I had a headache the entire time I was there. And I didn't take any Tylenol with me. I just had ibuprofen. So I went to the med bay to see if they had any Tylenol. And they didn't. But there was a man there that was in a wheelchair. And he was like, you can go to my room and take the Tylenol from my room. And he gave me his key. And I went to his room. And I took the Tylenol from his room. And I I had texted another, like, one of my coworkers and I was like, if I don't show up at the beach in like an hour, please come find me. And she never got the message. Oh, and I no. told her about it afterwards and she was so mad at me. Oh my and God. I'm like, I need a Tylenol really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I weighed my frozen cons. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. Oh man. Wow. This wow. is so funny. That's that's that spleen yeah. energy. I was like, just going to say, this is so funny oh because God. in this group of four right here, Megan is the only one of us who doesn't have a defined spleen. <laughs> that sounds and- horrifying. Like, I was listening to that story and going, what in the world? Why in the world would you do? I would be like, nope. Red flags everywhere. Oh. <sighs> But I don't have a defined spleen. I wouldn't be like, I'm going to yeah. be fine. No, I'd be like, this is yeah. awful. Because <laughs> with a defined spleen, that is, that's the thing that lets us know we're safe. If you know you're safe, you know you're safe. And so I feel like that's the thing when you guys are together, that not only do you know that you are safe, but you have the same channel that connects your spleen and your root. So you know it in the same way. Mm. So you can literally have, you have the same feeling of we're safe, we're fine, we're grounded, everything's okay. So then you can let this chaos energy kind of play because you know you're going to be fine and you don't have to question each other on it. It's the part of your communication style that doesn't need to be spoken. I I think that's really accurate in everything except for the cow incident. The cow. (laughs) Oh my God. Tell us about (laughs) the the cow cow incident. incident. (laughs) What is the cow incident? So we... We hiked from our well, our hostel that we we're staying at mm-hmm. all the way to this beach that was supposed to have cows on the it. The cow beach, yeah. <laughs> and In so we hiked all the way there, and we got like ten feet away from the cows. And Sabrina was like, "Let's get closer." And I took one look at this one cow. <laughs> we made eye contact, and I was like, "Let's leave yeah. <laughs> right now." And she was like, but why? And I was like, let's just go. We're going to go home now. And I didn't tell her until we actually left that that cow was about to charge us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. And she was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, because I didn't want to scare you. Let's just go. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't even know cows did that. I had no idea cows could be violent like that. All, All animals can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that was a combination of your your spleen knowing this was not safe and your infinite knowledge of animals <laughs> coming in, filtering yeah. yes. itself through and being like, okay, exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then we, well, yeah. And then we ended and then up. we tried to hike up the wall. Well, that didn't work. We hiked Wait, for we know miles. Wait, no, we did. Yeah, we did. We hiked for miles <laughs> in cow poop. <laughs> Like just stepping yeah. in cow poop. Oh my god! Was- we hiked up a whole cliff face, like because we were like, "This is the, this is the shortest way to go." Yeah, this is- <laughs> <laughs> it was Dang. not the shortest way to go. In case you were wondering, cow poop is endless, and when you step in it, you don't come out. No, you do. <laughs> 
but like <gasps> my whole both shoes just covered in cow poop. Oh, oh no. no. And Brittany kept saying, like, just don't step in it. And I was like, but I don't know if it's a rock or <laughs> 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 wow oh that's hysterical noted we had to hike up and down that wall three times it was because we kept <laughs> <laughs> it was the longest dead ends oh man we ended up in a field of sheep and managed to get our way out <laughs> I'm just glad that the UK has that law that you can walk on private property. Yeah. Like, cool. Because otherwise, cool. we'd just be. If we were in the United States, we would have been shot. Oh, yeah. Was- Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man oh wow wow that's yeah. so funny wow. i feel like that's it's such a beautiful example of the chaos energy that you guys create of this kind of like <laughs> because honestly you're still here <laughs> yeah clearly yep. you made it out alive so <laughs> but yeah. i love hearing that too that you guys enjoy being like getting to experience that chaos energy when you're together because that energy actually it's funny that we just had pj on the podcast because he creates a lot of that energy two of those channels that you guys create he also create he has those channels that's his entire energy so his whole energy is understanding things from this huge outside of the box perspective and he is chaos that like is what he embodies So it's cool, you guys being such grounded people, being such logical people, and then getting to experience this chaos outside of your normal everyday lives. I feel like that's such a gift. And like to be given this opportunity in the relationship that you guys have to experience that, I feel like is it feels so profound and it feels so meant like as if your souls did in fact choose these designs in order to be able to go on this adventure together and bringing us back to the past life what we had talked about toward the beginning your past lives i wonder if that trip that you guys went on this cuz when we started talking about that trip you guys both lit up your the energy that you were creating together kind of became this like big exciting like ooh look at all these exciting things that have happened in our world you know <laughs> i wonder if in that you did a lot of healing from that past life wounding and if that was a time when you were really getting to dive into that, not just from the traditional, like, we're going to sit down and talk about this, but being to heal, able to heal through joy, through experience, through curiosity, through excitement, you know? And I, is that something that you feel like happened on that trip? Do you feel like it was a healing journey as much as it was an adventure? Uh, yeah, I do. I feel like I came back from that trip not a different person, but a a healed person. Mm. A more healed person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm yeah. checking through life and just letting things yeah. affect me the way that they're going to affect me. Um, how, how does your relationship after that trip influence your view on the world? I'm less scared of it. Mm. I think, because mm. like, I, one of the reasons I didn't go to Europe before Sabrina invited me was because I was so scared to go by myself, Mm. but I can see like, and I have not, like, I want to travel to like Africa and Asia and, and everything. Like, I just want to see, I like old things. I want to see old temples and forests and like things like that. And I feel like it would not be, I can't even think, imagine somebody that I would be able to do that trip with that I wouldn't be a little bit scared, except for Sabrina. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sabrina? How does your relationship influence your view on the world after that trip? I gained just a greater, a greater appreciation for everything where my life, the world, the people in my life. And I also gained more respect for myself and my needs and what I want. Instead of, instead of like, 
being down on myself for things that I need. I'm more accepting of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's a freeing feeling. Yeah. I did. I felt very free. Yeah. After that trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that is what needed to happen in order for you to be free of that past life trauma. Being able to trust in yourself to do what's important, being able to trust yourself with what you want instead of that fear that you were, you know, hurting someone by not doing something to when you didn't have any control, you know? Mm, Yeah. Well, we are coming up on time. So I guess where do you guys take your relationship from here? What's I know that you're in different areas of the states right now. Um, where do you see yourself growing into? Do you guys want to take another trip somewhere? Do you guys want to um, discover more past lives together, which is amazing that you can do that in the first place? Uh, where Where do you guys see your relationship from here? Well, I don't plan to stay in Florida. Um, I'm kind of stuck here at the moment because I just bought a house, but I definitely want to go back to the Northeast. And I've been looking at, like, cities and stuff that I want to be around, like, like experiences and things that I want to be around commonly. Um, and I, it's just a bonus that I would be closer to Zareta. Um, but I definitely want to travel more. I just feel like I need to get everything set first before I do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how I feel, too. Like, I I definitely want to travel with you more. But things in my life are too uncertain to make a plan like that mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm. I I just feel like I need a stable home to come back to, like, with a stable source of income mm-hmm. and everything so that I feel like I can just go wherever I want to. I need a rooted somewhere. Mm. Yeah. 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 The only reason I ever want to go to Florida is to see you and your sisters and everything. Well, Lexi and Austin and stuff. But otherwise, I I hate Florida so much. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the nature and like and like the beauty of Florida, but I Mm -hmm. just it's so hot. That's the thing. It's just so hot. I can't, and it's not even, it's not, I I think I would thrive in a really temperate environment, and it's very tropical. Like, even outside my house, it looks like I'm sitting in a rainforest. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, I can't even open the blinds because it's so hot, but if I did open the blinds, it looks like a rainforest. And yeah. part of that is all the invasive species that the last owner planted, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy, and I'd I think I'd rather I'd rather have seasons. I can't tell that time's passing, right? Ah, uh, it's yeah. just it's it's so hard. I don't know how you uh, do it. Yeah, no, I I can't. Well, I've been here a long time. I get in Florida too, and it's also like I feel like there's not a lot of places in Florida that have like those like small town ta- like small bit. There's not a lot of small businesses. There's not a lot of small like marketplaces and things that are nice. Hmm. Um, there's like a couple of them, but they're like nowhere near where I'm at right now. So it's just kind of sad. Yeah. But to get back to what you're saying, I have like, I feel the exact same way about traveling. I want to feel like I have a steady income coming in and like feel settled in my life before I go out and, and journey more. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as far as like us, I guess, was your question, or, like our relationship. I'm just, you know, enjoying continuing to explore our relationship and talking, you know, as much as we can and connecting and, yeah, and growing together. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming back on the podcast today and um, sharing your experience and sharing your stories with us. Um, Really, really cool to hear about the past lives and what a lovely 
opportunity to travel together and spend a month in Europe. My God, two I would months. Love to. Two months. <laughs> <laughs> two months. It was Shut almost. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. Oh man. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing and for being open and present here. If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A-C-A-R-E.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time.